All right, this is um, UFC 245 Dream Part 2. This is really just summarize the dream and wrap it up. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I do know what's going on. It's Satan. I plead the blood of Jesus on this device and just ask the Lord that I can finish the recording without any demonic interference or interruptions and if there is any demonic interference i just ask that you're bind and sent back to the abyss in jesus name amen so um yeah it just completely shocked me to see the the lack of compassion or empathy from dana white for um a legend of the sport you know and like i said i don't know <laughs> what's going on in the physical realm because i haven't been to the gym in a while um for personal reasons, obviously, I am really focused and got tunnel vision on what's important to me and what should be important to all of us here, which is um, building and strengthening our relationship with Jesus. And um, that is what's most important. And, you know, God leads me to so many things. I mean, I remember as a little kid, you know praying to God and saying, God, all that I care about in this world is figuring out what this is all about. Just give me the wisdom and intelligence so I don't make bad choices and so I can figure out what it is that I'm called to do, what my destiny here is. And trust me, man, <laughs> I've wanted... I wanted the things of this world, you know, I wanted to be well off. I wanted to be um, rich and wealthy. And, you know, there's so many things that I wanted, so many different types of vehicles. And I wanted a mansion and, and a Bugatti and a Lamborghini and, um, you know, beautiful women. And I wanted all the pleasures of the flesh, you know. But I knew something was a little bit different with me in my family. I, I, I definitely sensed that. Um, I definitely sensed the divide that there was a, there was something different about me. Um, because I was always a shy, introverted kid, you know. And like I said, I mean, we don't really know who we are. You know, God knows who we are because he created us. But it's like we're trying to really figure out what who we really are. And I feel like we deny it and put it off because of the way the world is like we we hide certain characteristics or um, aspects of ourselves that we feel um, the world uh, feels is less appealing and not attractive. As men, you know, we were, I guess we're, we're called to be, at least when I was growing up, we were called to be masculine and macho and, you know, like that. Now it's different because, you know, God, I mean, uh, God has allowed, you know, Satan to do what he, he's doing here. Um, there's all reason for it, you know, um, but yeah, God has allowed Satan to, mess with, with humanity and make men women and women men and the whole transgender thing. Like, I was very vocal about that, you know, even when I was going to um, 
trained. Um, uh, I was quiet and, and kind of introverted and, and shy there. And I didn't come there with my chest out and I didn't try to act like I was bad. And actually, I kind of put on the act like I really didn't know nothing about fighting. But the truth is, I've been fighting my whole life, you know, just street fighting. So you just kind of pick up things and learn things the hard way. Um, I never had any like real training. I mean, I did have training because, you know, I, I studied Aikido and I used to wrestle and, you know, for a worthing way. And, um, which was, I had a really crappy record because I just didn't like wrestling and tussling with guys. It was just awkward to me and, you know, plain and simple it was just gay. And, uh, I'm, I mean, anybody knows me is like, I'm highly homophobic. Like I really don't want to be around that because I wasn't created for that. Man is created for women, you know? So I think it should feel awkward for men to be wrestling with other men. I mean, it, that's gay, period, you know? Kind of like Masvidal said, like, oh, you know, you trying to wrestle me and put your head near my crotch? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna beat you up for that. I kind of had the same mentality. Like, I was always a hand, you know, with the hands. And I, I beat up a lot of wrestlers, um, a lot of wrestlers, you know, just by boxing. So I was always focused on boxing. My dad wanted me to be a boxer. I always was a striker. So I'd rather elbow, knee, kick, and punch. Didn't have to actually wrestle anybody. I hated it. And I think, I think when Matt, when I started jujitsu, Matt, <laughs> I think Matt was watching me and Matt was like, how you, how you like it? How you like it, Illy? Cause he was like, he would call me Jupe and I didn't like Jupe. My name's Jupiter, but he would be like, you know, they don't know. Nobody knows. Like I can't get bent out of shape about stuff like that. But you know, when I was growing up, um, I got teased about it, you know, Jupe, Jupy, Jupiter, and stuff like that. Girls go to Mars to get candy bars. Uh, boys go to Jupiter to get stupider. It's so childish and immature. Like, it really doesn't bother me anymore. Um, what would bother me, bother me now is the intention behind it, that somebody is trying to be funny. Somebody is trying to put me down. Like, their motives is what would irritate me now. Like the actual words and stuff really don't bother me. It's just the fact that somebody is trying to get under my skin. Somebody is trying to, um, you know, put me down and make fun of me. That's what would lead to a fight now. Like it's not really what you're saying. It's just the fact that you're trying to, to go that angle, but we're dealing with a lot of sp spiritually immature humans. Humanity itself is, is, is dumbed down drastically. And, uh, that's kind of why I am an introvert. And, you know, I don't want to say stand off, stand offish, but it's just, you know, you ever see like the older dog around a puppy? You know what I mean? The older dog just doesn't have the patience for it. You know, it's, it's, it's level of maturity is, is so high that it just, it's irritated by the puppy, you know, and that's just kind of like my mentality. It's just like, you know, been there, done that, you know, it's, it's not really amusing to me. You're just, 
you're just uh, annoying, basically. But, um, so, um, yeah, like, you know, when I went there, but, you know, I definitely have always been, uh, I guess ahead of the curve. A lot of people always, you know, their memories of me was like, oh, he's super intelligent. Like, he's, he's very intelligent. Like, he's always reading and researching. That's the truth. Like, I really have always been like that. And people have always knocked me for it. Like, being a bookworm or just being someone who likes to, to learn. Um, it's always been cool to be stupid. I don't know why, but it's no different today, you know, for this new generation. Like, they think it's cool to be retarded. And I, I don't mean that, I don't use that word in any offense towards people with uh, uh, mental disabilities at all. Because actually, um, people with mental disabilities are like my favorite people here. I love them. I cry a lot when I meet them. They're just very pure in heart. And uh, I know they will all make the rapture for sure. Um, just like... Um, the children, you know, they're just similar spirits, just kind, gentle souls. And um, <laughs> if I could spend my time around uh, those uh, type of individuals just that are pure in heart, um, my time here would be just so much easier, you know, like, and I'm not saying like they can't give you difficult times because they can because we're all human and we're all living under the curse. So we all got issues. Uh, that we're trying to work out here, but um, I just prefer to be around, you know, people who don't have um, ill will or evil intentions, and I don't feel like children or uh, people with disabilities or mental disabilities have that. I really do feel like they're pure and genuine in heart, and it's just just a beautiful quality, you know, and I am like that too at my core, you know, like I genuinely just want to get along with everybody, love everybody, I break my neck for my friends. I'm extremely loyal. Um, and I show that to a lot of people and they realize uh, when I'm not around that that was a characteristic that they admired as well, because we all were really created for the heavenly kingdom. And we were all should, we all should have these attributes. We all should be like that, you know, but I notice everything with, I know it's a lot of things with a lot of people when I spend time with them, the Lord shows me like, yeah, you know, I'm working on this with them, working on that with that person, working on this with you. Ah, oh, God, Jesus has definitely got his job cut out for him, man. I couldn't do it, you know, I wouldn't want to do it. And uh, it's just deep, man. This is just a, a deep, deep life. Just a lot of lessons, and it's it's hard to to get it when you're in the moment, when you're going through it. It's always with self-reflection and just focusing and, and, and reevaluating your day after you've lived a day. And, you know, that's why I always come back to the Lord and ask Him to forgive me for, like, being angry or, you know, saying things under my breath about, my brothers and sisters here because everybody can get on your nerves and work your nerves and, and, and really create that anger spike in you. But the thing is, is it's not natural. It's unnatural. And when you have an outburst of rage, um, if you're really true and genuine in heart, um, you really can't justify it later. Like you, you feel bad about it. At least I do. I feel remorseful. And I regret that I acted that way. I'm actually ashamed of myself 
for behaving like that. But that's what the demons do. I mean, they're here all day long just working on you, working your nerves. They're trying to create that explosion. They're trying to create that that one spike of rage that's going to get you to murder somebody or get you to just do something completely drastic because the whole goal for these demons and the fallen angels is to keep you from the kingdom. They can't go there. They're not allowed to be back in heaven. And obviously, heaven must be a great place for them to be working so hard, to be so jealous, so insecure, so hateful to try to bring humanity down. I mean, they hate us and we don't even know, we, we, we don't understand who we are, but they do in the spiritual realm. They see our light, you know, and they try to, um, extinguish it. They, they, they're trying to get us to go to hell without knowing Jesus. And that's why the devil is the accuser. Every wrong mistake we make, he's up there telling God, like, look, so-and-so do this, so-and-so do that. He shouldn't be allowed in heaven. That's like Satan's whole focus here. Like, he's trying to basically, I feel like he's trying to be able to be back in heaven. But if he can't be there, then nobody can be there, right? That's his goal. Like, well, if I if I can't go because I'm so horrible, then you definitely can't go because look what you did. And, look what, and yeah, I might have made you do it, but... You're perfect. You come from heaven. So you're no better than me. But we are better than him. And God knows that. God knows we are better than him. God sees more with us. You know, Satan didn't. Satan was an angel. He didn't want to worship us because he thought we were a lesser creation. But God knew better. God was like, no. You know, I know what I made here, you know. I know there's something good in this person. I see the good in him. And Jesus is is our lawyer. You know, he goes to God. He's fighting for us. I mean, he died for us, you know. I mean, do you know anybody that would go through what Jesus went through for anybody? The way they treated him, his life. Like, Jesus could have definitely been like, man, I'm not going to the cross for these people. Look how they treated me, God. I don't want to have nothing to do with this creation. But he didn't do that. He saw value in us. He saw something worth fighting for, something worth dying for. And it's just, I mean, man, it's just, this is just a lot to take in. This whole game of life, you know, it's all a test. And um, so I just want to pray right now. Um, Lord, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I just ask that. You know, you you can come into Dana White's life and 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 and, and draw him closer to you and, and and do whatever it is that you have to do to bring him to you, to get him to understand that none of these things mean anything here. And even with talks of immortality and anti-aging um, medicines or breakthroughs and science discovery that it doesn't matter and 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 these things are never going to be able to repair the central nervous system that's connected to the brain the brain and the central nervous system 
is something that modern science and technology will never, ever be able to extend or lengthen or renew. That's such a com we're such complex, intricate beings that you've created and Satan and mankind will never be able to understand the totality of that until it's too late. And I just pray that you can change something in, in, um, and these individuals that are lost. So yeah, I want to, I want to uplift Dana White to you, Lord. I want to uplift uh, Colby Covington to you, Lord, and all of these UFC fighters and all the fans of the sport and all of humanity who's in a dumbed down state, Lord. I just ask for, um, great revival. I also want to pray for Kanye West and his family and, um, for Bruce Jenner. It's just for all transgenders and uh, homosexuals and just Satanists and pedophiles and cannibals and just, Lord, you know their hearts. And I don't know what what has to happen. I guess the great tribulation does have to happen. I mean, you know best, Lord, but I just ask that um, we have extra assistance and reinforcement for these individuals to advance them along quicker uh, i want to pray for uh matt brown and his gym and his family and i want to pray for harrison Watkins and his family i want to pray for uh cory tc hill and his family and everybody at immortal mma lord i want to pray for all of uh, my family uh chaz and my sister michelle and her kids, my nephews, and her husband, Niles, and just want to pray for uh, Jan Martell, who fell short of, of your glory recently, and for his family, and I just want to pray for uh, Juan Marrero, and um, Courtney Madison, and Eugene Brown, and um, I just want to pray for everybody that I may have fallen out with uh, due to misunderstanding, miscommunication, and, um, you know, demonic interference, Lord. Uh, I love all my brothers and sisters here, Lord, and I just uplift them to you in Jesus' name, and I just ask for extra reinforcements and um, extra guidance and extra help from the Holy Spirit. And although they reject you unknowingly, Lord, I just ask that you just work on them double, triple, quadruple times, infinity times, whatever it takes to, to, to bring them into heaven, Lord. No matter how stubborn and hard-headed they are and cold that their hearts have become, Lord, I just ask that um, you start doing things to uh, to bring them closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, this event, this UFC 245 event, um, you know, what I gather just from the dream world, um, it's probably not going to be um, as big of a turnout as they're putting it on to be. And I know that they have amped up the promotions. And uh, I've seen one of the new trailers for the video is just phenomenal. I mean, it looks amazing, like, 
this the advances in digital technology the they can take these fighters out of the ring and put them into something that looks like an action movie and i know they're they're going above and beyond to make this like a big end of year event but the truth is um god's working on it and maybe god is is not making it such a big event because that's not the focus the focus is jesus like people don't understand like what's going on here like people are not paying attention to bible prophecy and uh lord i just pray that you bring their attention to that because all these people are on youtube and um i'm on youtube every day but it's what we choose to listen and listen to you know i remember sharing the book of enoch with matt and he just wanted to listen to my music and I sent him my music numerous times, but he just didn't recognize it because it was under Ilion and not Jupiter. He knows me as Jupiter because that is my government name and was on my credit card when I signed up for the classes or whatever. But, um, you know, so he probably didn't know that was my music. So then when I sent it to him again, like, yeah, this is me. He was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds just like you. Because I think everybody thinks like I'm like a super spiritual Christian dude there. And he and like, I don't know, I said in one of my previous podcast how um on the spiritual side i felt like he was going against me you know because i was talking to some people at the gym and telling because they were like well, why haven't you been showing up and i'm like man i just been drawn closer to the lord and i just realized like you know aziel and, and satan and these other fallen angels are behind war they're the ones that taught mankind how to make weapons and and start fighting each other you know that's the real ancient history to it and um, it all comes from satan because god is love and i felt like maybe matt felt like i was going against him and it was some weird things was happening like um when i didn't show up I actually had a lot of money issues too. I mean, everything happens for a reason, you know, but I had some money issues. I couldn't pay for something that month. I, something happened that I had to put the money towards something else. Like I got, I live on such a tight budget. You know, I get food stamps. Uh, I get, um, government assistance for my utilities. Um, like I really live a very poor lifestyle and, and, and this gym and, and a lot of these fighters that go to the gym, they, have the money to be able to afford the hundred and twenty, thirty dollars a month to go there, you know, but that's a that's a lot of money for me. And um, you know, it it definitely goes towards things that are more there's things that are more important than that, like me surviving, then I'm gonna put my money towards surviving. Like if I need brakes for my car and I drive for a living and I got people in my car that I have to take care of their well-being and get them where they need to go safely then yeah brakes and focusing on my car is more of a priority than uh me training and going and plus i train at the house like i got a regiment here like i'm very self-motivated and i can get the same workout in here you know and i i have a um a dummy i could i practice striking on and stuff like that now, of course jujitsu you know you do have to do that with other people but i really don't like that sport too much which is weird because i just bought a gi and i was going to try to rank up and get my belts <clears throat> and um yeah i wanted to pray for the jujitsu instructor too cameron he's a very cool dude man he likes Chris Tomlin and I do too. So we had that in common. Very down to earth. He goes to the farmer's market. So yeah, Lord, uplift Cameron, 
night to you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> um, I think that's his last name. Um, but um, and his friend Jimmy. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, you know. Um, oh yeah. So just you know, things happen. But um, I definitely felt like uh, Matt tried to summon like an ancient samurai or ancient demonic spirit to attack me. Um, and I defeated him with the word. And I mean, I don't know who he tapped into, but I'm pretty sure he's familiar with the astral realm. And uh, being the warrior that he is, I wouldn't doubt that he wouldn't know about, um, you know, ancient teachings about like, you know, these warriors and summoning these demonic warrior spirits, which they're just demons, you know, fallen angels. And I think he summoned like a fallen angel on me, but him not knowing, you know, because his limited knowledge in that aspect. And it's no disrespect to him because I love him. He's my brother. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, I was definitely intimidated and scared in, in, in the astral realm when him and that demon confronted me. But I defeated it with the, the word, with the Bible, because I am a true warrior of the, the one true king. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, you know, and I know where I stand in God's army, and I know that we win in the end, you know, in, in Jesus' mighty name, and I'm part of that army, so I will not be defeated in the spiritual realm, and I don't fear who can kill the body, I fear who can kill my soul, so I don't fear man, and I walk with that, um, bold knowingness and truth when I was there and I am a beast too you know and I am uh, and I'm it's unfortunate I wasn't able to really showcase um who I was in that aspect in the physical realm but <clears throat> it doesn't matter I don't care what man thinks I care what God thinks and that's my focus and that's what I'm I know what I need to do I know what Jesus wants me to do and I'm going to do what uh, my Lord and Savior asked me, he created me. It's only right. But, um, but yeah, so I felt that was going on. I already recognized a lot of demons in the gym because there was like, you know, Buddhist sayings up there. And there's a girl that I wrestled there, um, Katie or something, Casey, I think. And I was actually attracted to her, you know, but I guess she's a lesbian and we were wrestling one time and we, uh, I, I always wanted to wrestle her cause I would rather wrestle like <laughs> and tussle with a woman than a man, obviously. So anytime we was in class, like I'm always like giving her eye contact, looking at her like, can, can we go? Can we go? Cause I don't want to be wrestling with these guys and, and, it's just disgusting to me. Ugh, hated it. God, I hated that so much. Yeah, wrestling and jujitsu, that's not for me, man. Unless it's with a woman. But um, but yeah, it was just one moment where um, I don't know what happened, but I just slammed on top of her, and it was just like an explosion of sexual energy. Like it just felt like we were in a in a moment of passion or love making. Like we were like in a moment of sex or something. And I noticed she felt it 
we both felt it, you know, but I felt like she kind of turned away from it because she identifies with being a lesbian. And eventually it, it just turned into bad energy, you know, because it just seems like I'm against it, which, you know, I'm for what Jesus is for. And uh, man is for woman. Woman was created for man. And I do believe that, you know, I don't think woman is for woman and I don't think man is for man. Um, definitely think man and man is absolutely disgusting. And it's, I'm repulsed by it and it makes me want to puke. Um, but, um, yeah, we just had that instance on a mat and it was just like, I don't know, something about her eyes. Like I was just attracted to her and um, I always wanted to, to, to wrestle with her. So anyways, I'm going to get off the topic. It's a little weird to keep talking about that. I don't want to make no one uncomfortable in case anybody from the gym was listening to it. Not that I'll bump in or run into any of them. I think I did see um, two of them one time, and they didn't even talk to me. So you know how the world is, man. People are so self-absorbed. It's just not like it's going to be in heaven. In heaven, you know, when people see each other, they're going to be very thrilled and excited to greet each other. And like I said earlier in the last podcast, like I definitely am um, not a person that is like overly enthusiastic. I've never been that way, but I mean, I am more now. Like I really do try to get that energy out more now that I'm a new creation in God, in Jesus name. But um, yeah, so that was a dream about that. And uh, basically the moral of the story, the moral of the dream was, um, I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. It's called the narrow path for a reason. And um, there are demons associated with that. Like I realize that anytime I go out to watch a UFC event, anytime I go out in public, there's always that one guy that if, if you know, when I get into, when you're in sports, like it's obvious who you're rooting for, right? Whether it's football, basketball, whatever. If you're a diehard fan, like, you vocalize it while you're watching the competition. Like, no, 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 go, go, go. Like, oh, like, so there's always that one guy that knows who I'm rooting for. And they're like, ah, oh, F that dude. Like, if they know, like, I'm rooting for, uh, like, oh, we got this fight coming up, Andy Ruiz Jr., right? So I'm like, yeah, Andy. Like, I had this instance at Whole Foods Market today, right? I was talking to this guy named Javier. He always, he gives me, the, I know I shouldn't be eating pizza, but I, it's my weakness. So I always go get this gorgonzola mushroom pizza at Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market is like my favorite place to go. I do all my grocery shopping there. But I only go to certain ones because they're not, the employees ain't always nice in certain areas, you know. So I always try to go to the real expensive areas uh, because it's kind of like they probably deal with complaints from, from like the richer crowd. So they're kind of like more on their toes and they know that they, know that they kind of have to be, <clears throat> they don't got to kiss your butt, but they definitely got to be nice. They got to definitely make sure that they're, they're genuine and sincere about it. And this dude have a year. He doesn't make eye contact with anybody, you know? And like, I noticed that with him and he's really nice, but it's just weird. He doesn't do eye contact and I don't knock him for it, but yeah, it's kind of like, why don't you look at me when he talks to me? Cause it's not, I don't feel like it's disrespectful from him. I feel like he's doing it as a gesture of humbleness and to be nice. But 
I was trying to connect with them. And when you want to connect with somebody, you make you look you look you look them in the eyes. You look another person in their eyes when you're talking to them. It's just out of respect, you know. But he wouldn't do. He never does that. Like anytime I order pizza, it's like he's always looking away. He never looks up in your eyes. And if he does, it's like super quick. And then it's, it's, he darts right back to. He's looking everywhere but at you, and it's kind of weird, you know. Like, what's going on with this guy? Let me talk to him. Let me see what's up with him. And so I'm like, yo, man, where are you Mexican? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from L.A. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm from Miami. And so, you know, there's differences with Mexicans and Cali and Mexicans of Florida. As you can see with Jorge Masvidal, he represents the 305. That's what's up. You know, I'm a Masvidal fan. And then Nate and Nick Diaz, they represent Cali, which if you if you're Latino, I love you because we come from the same tribe, regardless. But there is a disconnect, you know, with 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 Latinos on the East Coast, West Coast, down south. There is a disconnect in those cultures, and um, so I'm trying to bridge. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to bridge and connect with this guy. You know, because I see him all the time. He's always making making my pizza for me. He always heats it up for me. Man, I, I even wrote a real positive comment because they, when they give you the receipt, you can do a survey. So I made sure, you know, if I'm going to take time out to complain about bad service, then I, I need to make sure I take time out to uh, congratulate excellent service. So I did that for half a year today. <clears throat> Yesterday, I mean. And um, anyway, so I was talking to him. So I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, oh, so you Latino. So you, I'm like, are you going to watch that Andy Ruiz fight? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's great, man. We got the first Mexican heavyweight. And automatically, I could see that he was like, yeah, yeah. But Anthony Joshua... And I'm like, hmm, this is weird because usually Latinos are rooting for Latinos, you know, and he's and he's like not doing that. And I'm like, hmm, OK, let me try another. And he was like, but he knew exactly when it was. He's like, yeah, that's in three weeks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think it's December 12th or something. Right. Or maybe it is the same day as December 14th. I don't know, but I know it's coming up soon. This is in December. And um, uh, and so I'm like. And I'm like, man, so I'm like, well, who, who do you think is going to get it this uh, in the rematch? And he's like, oh, Anthony Joshua, man. And I'm like, what? I'm thinking in my head, like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, man, no, Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, bro. He's been boxing since he's six, man. He, and I'm like, who else deserves it? He's the first Mexican heavyweight champion, you know? And I'm like, this dude can't, is, can't be any more humble. He, it couldn't happen to a greater person. Andy Ruiz Jr.? Come on, man. Dude, this is like, that's the best representation for the Latinos, man. I mean, he's so humble. He's always got a big smile on his face. He, even when he talks about um, when he's had fought, when he fought Joshua, he never disrespected him one time, which is not typical of fighters. Fighters are are nasty and, and evil and he's just not that man you could definitely tell he's he got the holy spirit in him you know and he's like mama we ain't got to work no more i mean man almost brought a tear to my eye you know like he, he understands the struggle for latinos for the, the minorities even though we are the majority but you know they cost the minorities but um anyway um 
So I'm like, hmm, okay. And I was, like, was going to bring Chris Ariola up because he's other Mexican heavyweight. But I'm like, nah, let me uh, switch gears. And I'm like, well, what about this fight coming up? I think it's this weekend, the Deontay Wilder and uh, Luis Ortiz fight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, I think Luis is going to get it. He's like, nah, man, Deontay Wilder. And I'm like, yo, what's up with this guy? So then it clicked in my spirit. Right there, I felt like God was talking to me. You know, I don't know. I I spend a lot of time with the Lord and I spend a lot of time alone. So it's just like that's my communication. Like I have no outside sources, even with that dream uh, with Dana White and, and what he said about Matt. But I mean, I'm telling you, this is real. Like when you're in a dream, when you don't even know it's a dream. It's real. I mean, everything is real. So you don't know it's not a dream. You think it's real, you know. And um um, so I'm like, hmm, okay, L.A., he's in Ohio, he's working in a nice area, he's super, super nice to where it's weird, it's like you're being too nice, like something is up here, so I just felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, man, this dude's got a history, you know what I mean, and he doesn't want to look back. You know, he had something happened to him in the past, something with Latinos, with uh, with our gente, with our people. And um, and uh, it's almost like he's felt like he was disgusted with our culture in some type of way. You know what I mean? And if you come up from L.A. and you know how strong that Latino vibe is out there, like with the gangs and the culture it seemed like he was running from something you know and it was like I kind of wanted him to just like be proud of our tribe because there's the 12 tribes you know we all belong to a tribe um and we're Latinos you know so it's like yo I'm gonna I'm gonna do something really nice and 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 praise this guy you know and just let his job know that he's doing an excellent job, you know, and that uh, it t- that it brought joy to my heart and it touched my heart. And I know I don't know there's something there with him. I don't know if I ever get the bill with that dude. I might I might not even go back to that Whole Foods market for a while, you know. But um, but yeah, he's in my prayers. But at the end of the day, to wrap up. Part two, the UFC 245 thing. I don't know, like, about the other fights with, like, Nunez um, and um, Jermaine Duranamy, but I feel like Nunez might lose. I feel like Kamaru Usman's going to win. Who else is fighting? Uriah Faber is fighting Peter... Yon or something like that. And then I think um, Jose Otto's fighting Marlon Morales. So I don't really know about that. I know Marlon's coming off of a loss, so he's probably going to try to get, get that win back. So he could, Mar- Marlon could come out victorious. Uriah could lose. Um, I don't know. I'm never, I'm never right about these UFC predictions anyway. So what does it matter? You know, um, I'm, I always want Max Holloway to win. I hope, I feel like he would, he's going to win this one. 
because there's a lot of hype with his opponent. But um, but yeah. So uh, I don't know. I still haven't really looked at the fight card, so I don't know if the homie fighting, if Matt fighting or not. But from what Dana White told me in the dream today, he said uh, Matt pulled out of three fights and he ain't he ain't dealing with him no more. So, like I said, he said he was seven and three or something like that. That's false. Matt's probably had 40 fights, I'm sure. So you can't go off all these things. Nothing is accurate, accurate ever like with with dreams. But there is a feeling and a vibe and an energy there. And so. I was just going off of that. It's probably sound crazy to a lot of people, which is fine. I don't do not care what man thinks. I care about delivering the message of the Lord. And the message is to draw closer to Jesus as much time as we spend focused on our own endeavors, our own passions and pursuits here in life. The only thing that really matters is building a relationship with Jesus because he has the keys to heaven and this life sucks. Hell is worse. And so the only way to go is up. And sometimes the way up is down. And what I mean by that is we have to humble ourselves. I know that I'm being called to not be so focused on the UFC sport. And um, and I'm not. You know, I'm completely at least 50% on at a level to where excuse me I was like focused on it like 110% I'm I'm down at like 50% and it's it's dwindling lower and lower so I'm not I probably won't even go I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not gonna go watch that, (laughs) that USC 245 because I still am a diehard fan at the at the core of my being but um but yeah, um, um, and I definitely don't think Kobe is is you know a bad dude. Uh, they they had an interview with him where he was really down to earth, and I definitely see that side of. It. I saw that side of him when he in the early Masvidal diaries, the Jorge Masvidal diaries of a fighter. Um, I definitely seen Kobe as not being how he is now. And I seen Masvidal being a little bit more like prideful and arrogant as opposed to how Kobe was in the beginning. Now it definitely seems like the energy has changed a little bit. But um but I mean, I don't know. I pray for their friendship, obviously. I pray that there's no ill will there. Um that is a sport and like, you know, behind the scenes, you know. These this that company UFC is taking like company photos where all these fighters were in the photo. All these fighters that fought each other, they were all in the photo. But you know, when you go train, when you're training like in the gym and stuff, you fight all those guys in the gym. I mean, I got friend, I have friends in the gym, and I fought them, and I wanted to crack them and show them that I was better. You know what I mean? And these guys think they're better than me. My one friend, which we're not really friends anymore because I feel like he's got a big ego, um, Derek. You know, last time I was on the phone with him, he was like, yeah, you remember what what happened when we sparred? And I'm like, last time we sparred, when Taylor was watching us, I got the best of you. 
you know, but I'm 40 and you're like 20 something, you know. So there's definitely times in my life where I, I really would have put the hurting on you. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think, man, I'm 10, 15 years older than you. So when I was 10, 15, you was a baby. I could have punted you like a football. You know what I mean? But I'm just not like that, you know? And that's why I wanted to get out of that stuff because it's just not healthy. Especially if you're a Christian, you know, you're called to to walk a higher path. And I definitely tried to preach Jesus to the to this kid. You know, I had him in my house. He was very disrespectful. You know what I mean? He, he did a lot of disrespectful stuff when he was here. And um, last time I went with him uh, to go with him and another guy to a fight, he like sprayed this um, stuff all over me. Like I was in a truck and he came in and he sprayed an air freshener like right in my face, all over my clothes. And I didn't even have weed on me. It was it was the other dude. Uh, what was his name? Clayton Bell. Pray for Clayton Bell, too, because I was trying to preach to him about Jesus. So, yeah, I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm called to spread the gospel. I'm spread to warn people. I'm a watchman. And I am doing what I was created to do. And there's no excuses for that. You know, I was created for that purpose. I'm going to continue doing what I was called to do. And um, right now, it might not like seem like it matter. But after the rapture, um, I won't seem so crazy anymore. You know what I mean? A lot of when people are actually in hell, because when you go to hell, you have your memories. You're going to a lot of people are going to remember me like, man, I wish I would have listened to Illy. Young. Wish I would have listened to Illy. He was always trying to tell me about Jesus. He was always talking about Jesus nonstop. It was so much to where I was annoyed with it that I hated him for it. I mean, I got people in my neighborhood here. They don't even wave to me and talk to me no more because I'm not. I'm not doing drugs with them no more. So there's nothing in common. <laughs> I lose a lot of friendships that way. You'll be, stop doing drugs and see how many friends you lose. You know, <laughs> stop going out drinking and partying with certain people and, and you'll see you guys don't even have anything in common other than that, you know? And uh, if that's all we ever had in common, then we weren't really friends to begin with, you know? I have a lot of people that, that it didn't even have nothing to do with drugs or partying. We just made music. And once I stopped recording them for free and mixing and mastering and doing all these stuff for them for free that cost money, cost a lot of money to actually get done by industry professionals. When I stopped doing this for people, they disappeared. Busy bone included. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter who you are, how much money you have, how much money you've made. None of that stuff matters in the end. You know, the only thing matters is the heart, you know. And that's what I'm working on. I'm working on that uh, with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God and uh, the Holy Trinity. And uh, I dread walking out my door every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't ask God to take me or to destroy me completely. <laughs> so many times I'm like, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in hell. I don't, I mean, of course heaven would be great, but at the end of the day, if I could cease to exist and just never have a consciousness of being an individual entity, 
I don't even know how to express it or explain it, but if there's just a way to not be to where I don't have to have any of these experiences to be thinking or anything, just to just to be completely deleted as if I never existed, I would choose that route. You know what I mean? Um, just be done with all of it, you know, and not have memories or recollection of nothing. Just never be, just be nothingness, you know, but I don't know what that's like. Maybe he knows and he's like, you don't want that. You don't want to just be a scream in the wind, you know? He'd probably be like, you want to be in some type of vessel. You want to be some type of created being to experience the goodness and purity and, and wholesome and love of life. I don't know, man. This is a deep, deep, deep puzzle. But for all the atheists out there, you're crazy if you don't think there's an intelligent creator behind all of this. And um, if you just think everything just happened out of luck, that's crazy. Just like this cell phone didn't create itself, you didn't create yourself. And you are not God. And, um, yeah, we, we need to humble ourselves, you know. Every knee shall bow. And the word of God um, will be here one, after heaven and earth pass away. So, yeah. I pray that anybody who listens to this is blessed. And uh, oh, I pray for my ex-wife, Nicole Simpson, and her family as well. Pray that they draw closer to Christ. And uh, even though I don't have relationships with any of these people and uh, not to seem rude or disrespectful, I don't really care to as long as they are of the world and and under demonic control you know if we're all in heaven it's a different story because none of this negativity or demonic interference will be there so in that situation i would love <laughs> to uh, reunite and uh, rebuild relationships with everybody that i've had fallen out have fell out with here but right now man we just got a lot of homework we got a lot of work to do it's not over it's still a hard fight we got a lot of lessons to learn and um we got to stay on a narrow path we got to stay focused because if you're not focused on the goal which is jesus you will fall off the path and that's what the ufc dream was a warning to me and like a couple of days ago i had that grand theft auto dream because yeah, I was a gamer, you know, was a drug dealer. So what what else could I do? You know, you got to sit at the house all day waiting on people to come by and buy drugs. You know, you're I was doing music. I was doing anything that I could do in the house. I'm waiting on people to come through um, because, you know, leaving the house, you might miss two or three plays, you know. So and I don't want to talk about that to glorify it at all, because if you're hustling and selling drugs, you're probably going to hell because you're not doing what God wants you to do. You know, we have to wake people up, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and implement the teachings of Jesus. We have to practice what we preach. We have to be obedient. Obedience is the key. And if you don't know what to be obedient to, then you need to start reading the Bible so you know what you have to do. The Bible will tell you what you need to do. Just open it up anywhere start reading if it doesn't grab you flip to another page you know but you can always start with like proverbs and psalms you know 
there's there's stuff there. Um. So yeah. Good luck to you. Love you. Peace.